Nexus Church is all about cultivating an authentic Christian community where old and young alike journey with Jesus and are transformed by the gospel. May we be challenged and inspired by the power of His Word. Uh, it's always a privilege to come and be able to share with you guys. And uh, I'm super excited about tonight because we're starting a new series. The series that we're starting is one that has application and implications for every one of us. It's a series that we've titled this single word, called. Called. That we are called out. That we are set apart by God. That we are called. You know, when I went to... Um, Google, Dr. Google, and I, I wrote in the word calling. Isn't it interesting that there were hundreds of articles that came up and said, Forbes, 20 ways to find your calling. You know, why you haven't found your calling yet. Um, how to find your true calling. Why is it that that's so evident? I was thinking about this and I was like, actually in the heart of every one of us, we have this sense that we are called, a sense of calling. But we don't know, often it's, it's actually, we have this sense, but we don't know what it is. But we want to know what it is. Yeah. We could call it purpose. We could call it our why. But we're calling it called, yeah. calling. Because the greatest calling that we believe it can, we can ever respond to is actually the call of God. Yeah. It's the call of God that actually is a calling out and a setting apart. And so I want to speak to our hearts about that desire we have that we all sense within, whether we're following Christ yet or not, we all have a sense of calling and want to know it. Sure. Now, come with me here. I, I have, um, last year when I got onto watching a whole lot of YouTube clips around trail running, it got me onto another thing, which was this thing called slacklining. Who knows what slacklining is? It's, oh man, it's amazing. So if you don't know what slacklining is, it's this, um, it's this, sport, I guess you could say, that um, has this webbing, this elastic webbing that you tie between two anchors. So it could be between two trees. Um, it could be, if you're getting a bit more daredevilish, um, it's a, between two cliffs over a, a chasm there. And it's pretty amazing and crazy what some people do. I, I just can't believe it. But it's, it, it, do you know what I'm talking about? It's so, so the person is coming out and, and they've got to balance and they've got to find their footing, and they've got to be really precise, and they're walking across, and if they, they go, and it's really focused on this single line, and if they, if they just lose their balance a little bit, they can fall off, and obviously, depending on how risky they're playing it, you know, it could be life and death, or it could be simply falling from this high between two trees to the ground, but either way, it's like this focus, and when we start to think of a calling of God, that actually so often we can fall into, and I'll call it a trap, to think that the calling of God is actually like slacklining. That it's this finite, simple, or not simple, this finite, very precise, I've got to keep my balance. If I, go the, if I, I lean the wrong way, I'm suddenly going to miss the calling of God. Do you know what I'm talking about? We can sense that, and it, it's something that just for some reason we think of it often in that way, unless we start to recalibrate our thinking. But the, the great news is, or rather I'll put it this way, when we're doing that, can you imagine doing this between two cliffs with a chasm? Yes, no thanks. But if you could imagine you doing that, I would find even at a small height, maybe three metres or two metres even above the ground, I would find myself freezing. 
I would find myself stuck, especially if I fear heights more or my, I feel like there's a danger here. I'm going to find myself stuck. And, and I think as we, when we think about the, will, the calling of God as a slack line, as it were, we actually find we stagnate, we get stuck, we freeze because, oh, I can't make the wrong step here. And so actually coming tonight, I want to encourage you that this series is actually meant to unlock that. Is actually, you've, there's people here and you felt stuck and you felt stagnated because you've frozen, because you've thought of the calling of God as something that is like a slack line. And you're suddenly going, where do I go? And maybe you're having chats with Pastor Andy or Smith or with other pastors and going, I don't know, where am I, this option I have, where am I? And we're stuck. And I want to encourage you tonight. I really believe God's going to unlock that stuckness, if that's a word. He's going to unstuck you. He's going to uh, get some momentum going again as we start to lean into this and frame up what is the calling of God. Whether you are following Christ yet or not, this is a word for you. Because we all sense that there is a purpose, there is a calling to our lives. But it's like unwrapping an onion. It's a bit by bit. It's an awareness. And tonight I want to just speak to maybe some, what I might call some myths and start to speak to some framework around what the calling of God is that's going to unlock things for people here tonight and those listening online. And so the first thing I want to speak to is that actually to understand God's calling on our lives is not a destination, it's a direction. It's not a final landing point. Once I get to this, when I know what I'm meant to get to and I get there, it's, it's, it, then I'm in the calling of God. But actually, it's a direction. I love maps. Liz knows I love maps. I can't walk past a map and not look at it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Where's that going? And who's map people? Or am I the only one? Okay, I'm the only one. That's cool. I love maps. I love seeing and watching and pulling out and all that. But a map is about getting to a destination, more the will of God is like a compass. It, it actually always, no matter where you find yourself, it, your calling is like true north on a compass. It just, it, it always is pointing you in the direction, no matter where you find yourself. And so I put it like this, the calling of God is always about who you are. It's sometimes about what you do. It's always about who you are, that true north, that compass no matter where you are, you can quickly respond and go, oh, that's the calling of God. It's about who you are and sometimes about what you do. Let's get to Scripture, hey, on this. So Paul in 1 Corinthians 1, he introduces himself as the author of 1 Corinthians. And he says this, Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ um, in the will of God and our brother Sosthenes. Paul called to be. Not Paul called to do, but Paul called to be. That actually it's more about, again, who Paul is called to become. And out of that will overflow what he does. So often we can get fixed if we think of the slack line on it being, well, what am I meant to do, God? Where am I, what, what is the next step I'm meant to do, God? But actually the calling of God is more about first who you are to become. And it overflows from that. It overflows what we do from that. You know, ah, and I'm talking about, let's go a little deeper here. It's not the layers of, and we've gone through Romans 
in the previously. And, and we know we're called to be disciples. Jesus calls us. We're called to become like Christ. We're called to be worshippers. But throughout Scripture, and I believe in my heart and experience, that actually every one of you have a call behind, below those layers, that that, that that is tailored to you, that you are gifted and, caught, and skilled in particular ways, and that how you express all of that is individual to you. That's the calling I want to speak to today. Uh, All of it is about becoming disciples, becoming like Christ, but actually it's about who you are becoming. You might be thinking, oh, what is my purpose? What what is your calling on my life? He has an answer. He has an answer. And he gives you clues like a compass, not a map. And it's about, again, who you're becoming. So my question to you is this. How would you finish that statement of Paul's for yourself? Paul called to be. Josh called to be, Cam called to be, Smith called to be, T.O. called to be, Ben called to be. How would you finish that? And it's okay not to have the answer yet. This is a part of the process we're going to go through tonight and as we go through this series. But I want to encourage you as we go through this series to think about what is my answer to that? God, uh, you know, Josh called to be. Not do, but called to be, and out of that overflows. You know, this means when we understand that, that the call of God is always about who we are, but sometimes about what we do, it means that there's an element of our calling that expresses itself wherever we are. That we are not, our calling is not something we step into and out of, but actually it's something wherever we find ourselves, we can express it, and it's meant to be expressed. You know, for myself, a little over a decade ago, I had um, five years of working as a pastor on staff here uh, in my, my sort of mid-20s, and it was an amazing time of challenge and growth, and, and that finished um, at the end of that period um, it, for circumstances not of my control. And, and I had always thought and had a sense, that, okay, God, you've called me to be a pastor. And I, I was wrestling with that when that happened, and I was like, well, how am I meant to live this calling? Like, I'm no longer a pastor. And as I wrestled with that and, and brought it to God, and it, I came to the realization that actually, I'm always a pastor wherever I am. That actually, the next job I go to and the next space I go to, I'm actually called to be a pastor and express that. It, it, it means that that calling can be expressed wherever I am when, when I'm with people or even when I'm on my own. Can you see the difference there? And that means it's freeing because we don't have to fret about when opportunities come so much. We don't have to fret about, is it this way or this way? Often I think God just says, choose, but keep living the calling that I've called you to be. Can you see how that frees us? That, that, that paralysis when we have opportunity, and particularly when, you know, it's all throughout life actually, but when we're young and we're, we're working out where am I going, that when we bring those opportunities to God, there are clues about, okay, you're gifted here, we're skilled here, this is an interest, this is a passion. They're all clues of maybe ways that will lead you to make decisions, but at the end of the day, don't get paralysis. Don't get stuck on that slack line going, oh, which way, God? Because your calling is not about what you do first. That's an overflow of who he's called you to be. It frees us from fretting about that. We can bring it to him, and, and he's, he, he will give us direction at times, but more often I find it's choose and continue to live the call that I've called you to be. So again, how would you answer that question, 
Josh called to be, Paul called to be. Keep thinking on that. You know, this means every act in space we find ourselves in can be an expression of our calling. Tim called to be one who brings joy. Kelsey, one who, who is hospitable. Cam called to move people's stories forward. Josh called to be a pillar, one who speaks with weight. You can express that wherever we go. And what that does, it, it, it imbues, is that the word imbues? Infuses, I'll use that word. It infuses meaning and purpose to even the most mundane acts. That, the, that it's not actually the calling of God. We love the big and the grand, but more often it's the profound and the simple. It's the life-changing and the consistent. It's those small moments of being who God's called you to be, that joy bringer, Barnabas the encourager. You know, you, if you, you may have a sense that, oh, God's spoken, you're an encourager. Well, go do that everywhere you go. Whatever you choose to do, you will live in his calling. Be free with this information, with this revelation. The mundane suddenly has purpose. So the call of God, it's not a destination, but a direction. It's always about who we are and sometimes about what we do. It's always, I would add, outward focused. It's always about we're called out to make a difference in our world. That actually, when we think of our calling, it is always about what flows through us. It's amazing when you start to get a sense, oh, it's not I'm doing it or I'm, I step in or I step out, but actually today I can live this calling. Today I can do this. I'm not restricted by this slack line anymore. Man, I just believe for some people tonight, this is the key. This is the unlocking key that's going to move you from stagnation and from being frozen to just step out. Because some of you, it's simply the choice to just make a choice and move. That's what God wants you to do and continue to learn what he's called you to be. So how do, we, how do we start to understand what God's calling is for who he's called us to be? Well, important thing first I want to speak to is that actually, well, the main thing is God initiates the calling, but it's our responsibility to respond. Firstly, God initiates the calling. How does he reveal his calling over our lives? How do we do that? And I'm going to get super practical. Is that okay? So this is something you can take and use this week. How does God initiate and reveal our, his calling over our lives? I want to start with Colossians 4.17. It's a verse that says this, Paul writing, Tell Acrippus, it's a cool name, Tell Acrippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. Can you see there, you have received in the Lord, but now you are responsible to complete it. So firstly, the call of God is always God's initiative. You have received it from the Lord. And what we would love, the Damascus Road experience, the Peter on the roof with a vision, it's suddenly all clear. Like I said before, more often than not, it's the unfolding of an onion. It's the layer at a time when we just need to hear it. In my life, it's been the trickle of moments with God, of encounters with God, with some bigger moments of maybe prophecies that have come in my life, but just every day, a sense, spending time in the Word, a sense of what God's saying. It's often a trickle more than a big bang, as it were, the call of God revealed. So you lean in daily. But how does God do that? Well, a few ways. We re receive it first in moments where the Word of God just jumps out at you. Where the Word of God, you're reading it, and that's why it's so important to be reading the Word of God. 
Because the Holy Spirit at times will just cause words to jump out of you. Have you had that experience? You know, for me, I remember back in, uh, I think it was grade 10, I was at school, it was in some subject where, uh, maybe it was Christian studies, I don't know, was that, uh, I can't remember, but I was able to read the Bible at, in that class at that time for some reason, and I was reading Isaiah 6, which is the calling of Isaac, prophet, the prophet Isaiah, and, and God encounters him, and it just was a, a whole chapter that just leapt out at me. It was a moment where I was like, wow, it just something in my heart came alive, and I was, I was like, God, you're saying something here. And in the call of Isaiah, there's a point where it says in that chapter, you know, who will go? And Isaiah responds, here am I, send me. And God was asking him to be one who carries his message, to take his words with weight to the people. And it was something that just resonated. I'm talking about my calling of God spoken to me. And it just jumped out at me, that scripture. It's those moments when the Word of God jumps out at you. He reveals His calling. That was a moment for me that I still remember, that scripture I still hold to. In fact, someone who gave me a word recently, not knowing that, spoke of that scripture again. There's life scriptures that God places in our lives that speak to our calling to remind us. What are those for you? Maybe you haven't had them before. I want to encourage you, open your heart, start to read the Word. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. Word of God moments. There's Holy Spirit moments that, that, that God uses to reveal His calling to us. You know, prophecy. We know it's for the edification and the encouragement of, his, of, of the body. And it's something we weigh up. But the prophecy is something that God speaks to us through other people. You know, Megan, um, when she was leading our, uh, our coach program at Nexus Care, would always get the volunteers to take a moment with God and ask for a scripture that spoke to their purpose and who they were to be in that time. So when difficult times came, as they were walking alongside someone struggling, a family, they would go back to that scripture and go, oh, but you've called me. You've called me. So that's the word of God. But with prophecy, the amount of times that I've received words, and it's just at the right time, and it's someone's just had it in their heart, and, and they speak that word over you. It's something that just speaks to your calling. Have you had that before? It's something that, that uh, comes into your life and you go, it resonates with you. You weigh it up, you pray it over and you go, yeah, that's for me. I was speaking to a family this week and, um, or last couple of weeks and um, they shared that a part of their the word that's been given to them by the Holy Spirit is that they are a lighthouse. Smiths called to be a lighthouse. And that's something that is so strong for them. The Holy Spirit gives us these words. You know, for me recently, um, the last couple of months, I've been reflecting on the, the words that were given to me. I even had to go back to cassette tapes. Who, who knows cassette tapes? I know it's a foreign language, hey. I had to go back 20 years for some words that I hadn't listened to for ages. And thankfully, I found someone who could play a, a cassette player and all that. And then I put it on my phone, so that's all good. But... These words, as I listened to them, I hadn't listened for ages, it just reminded me of God's calling on my life. God's calling on my life. There's, there's Holy Spirit moments that God reveals. There's peace of God moments. Moments when you've had the peace of God, when you've stepped out and the peace of God's just there and it reminds you, oh yeah, this is your calling on my life to be this person in this time. There's also just circumstances where preparation meets opportunity that God confirms his calling on your life. 
And also there's what I would call counsel of other moments. The people around you affirming in your life, speaking on your life and going, you are an encourager, you are a bridge builder, you are hospitable, you are this or that. That is is an aspect of the calling on your life. These are just some of the ways and often the ways that God will reveal a calling in the everyday. And when I asked you before, you know, how would you answer that question or that, that's in that statement of Josh called to be, Paul called to be? You know, when I went through this process of these and actually went, okay, God, what are those words? And this is super practical. I hope that's okay. God, what are those, what is the words from Scripture that have been given to me? And oh, yeah, grade 10. Oh, yeah, when I was 19. Oh, yeah, when I was 23, and I wrote them out. And then when I went to the prophecies, I went, oh, that's right, you spoke that. I write that out. I write that out. And those moments where I had peace about an action or who is stepping out, I went, oh, yeah, okay, let's write that down. And those, those circumstances that just went, oh, that was a God thing just confirming. And the counsel, the affirmation of others. I wrote those all out. And I went, oh, God. I know who you call me to be. And I was talking with some friends and they did this as well as we, went, we talked about it and, and it. and they didn't know what it was that answered to the end or the end of that statement at that point. But as we went through this practically, they suddenly went, oh, it's obvious. It's obvious. You know, in Revelation 3.3, it says this, remember what you have received and heard. Hold to it fast. And for some tonight, that is the encouragement. There's been things that God has spoken, maybe through those ways and others about your calling, but they faded into the past. And the encouragement is remember what you have heard and received and take hold of it again. Take hold of it again. Take hold of it maybe for the first time or take hold of it again. Because he wants to reveal and speak over you your calling. He wants you to see it clearly, that it's not something that necessarily you're to do, but it's who you are called to be. And it overflows from that. God initiates it. But then he asks us to respond. He is sovereign to call, but we have the responsibility to choose to walk in it. And for some tonight, that is where you're at. You're wrestling with the choice. You have a sense of what God's calling you to be and to do even off the back of that. But you're wrestling. Will I step in? And I want to encourage you. There's nothing better than stepping into the calling of God because it's the, most, it's the space where you find the grace to do life, to be who He's created you to be, to find your lane, as it were, for His glory. You know, the call, I would put it this way, is strong, but it's not irresistible. It draws, a calling draws, but it's not irresistible. It, we can push back. We can say, no, no, I'm just going to stay here. And so it's a question for all of us. What will we choose? Will we choose to respect the call? Ephesians says, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Live a life worthy of the calling you received. We choose to develop the call or not. We choose to consider the cost of the call. We choose to deal with stuff and cut things out for the sake of the call. You know, Hebrews 12, it says... Throw off everything that hinders and all that entangles, the sin that so easily entangles. There's things that are perfectly good I've found in my life that just don't work for the call that's on my life. Perfectly fine and good things in life. But sometimes I know I just need to throw that hindrance off. 
I just need to get rid of that stuff in my life because it doesn't let me live in the freedom of the call that he's placed on my life. There's a responsibility we have. And if you're like me, within all of us, we will feel objections. It's natural. Moses said, I can't speak. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. And let that never be said over anyone in this place. You're too young to do something for God. Let that never be said. You're never too young. Isaiah said, I'm too sinful. I'm amongst the sinful people and I am sinful. We can come up with these objections to why we can't enter and step into the call of God. And I've been there and you constantly, well, not constantly, but you find that comes back and you go, no, actually, I know what God's called me to be. I'll step in. And the great news is when we look at Isaiah and Moses and all throughout the Bible, that actually God always responds and says, that's, I hear you and it's okay and I want to hear your objections. But then he responds and he says, he reaffirms and reassures, it's not in your strength. I will give you all that I need. He, has the re- he gives us a revelation of that he is enough when we step through. He also gives us chances to settle. Chances to go along the path. And, and I think of Elisha and Elijah when we're thinking about our response. Elijah, his last day on earth, and Elisha knew this, but Elijah would say to him, stay at Bethel. Don't come with me. And Elisha would say, no, I'm coming. I'm not going to stay at Bethel. And Bethel's a perfectly fine place. It's the, it speaks of the presence of God. And then a second time, Elijah says, no, stay at Bethel. And Elisha says, no, I will not leave you. It was an opportunity for Elisha to settle. But Elisha was saying this. He was saying, I won't settle. I know there's more if you keep following. I know there's more if I keep following, if I keep going, if I keep following you, Jesus, as it were for us. So we have a choice behind before us. The call of God is not about this slack line. It's about who we are. It's not a destination. It's a direction. It's something you can step into today and forever remain in and grow in your awareness of as you step forward. It reveals the things that overflow into what you do. But the question is, will we surrender? Will we step in? Will we lean in? I'm going to invite the band back. Even on this thing of settle, I really felt this word for some people tonight. That tonight is a challenge to no longer settle. But step into what God is calling you up to be. Remember what you have received and heard. There are words and there are scriptures. There are moments of God that you have let go of. But he wants to stoke the fire today. And this is specific for some people. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. He wants to stoke the fire. He wants you to take a hold and even take some time aside to actually go through what are those scriptures, what are those prophecies, what are those moments, and allow the picture of the call of God to be revealed to you again. But also for the first time, there's people here that God wants you to take some time and actually go, God, what is that scripture? To ask him to reveal it to you to remember those words. And for some of you, maybe you haven't had those words yet. The Holy Spirit doesn't need a person to speak to you. He'll speak words into your heart as well. But as we open ourselves, as we open ourselves, the calling of God starts to become clearer. And man, I'm excited about the the picture of Nexus people getting a grip of their calling and starting to step out to change their world 
not in being anyone else but themselves and who God's called them to be. That excites me. It means tomorrow there is purpose in our life. It means the next day there is meaning to the mundane. That there are profound moments of life-changing moments as you live your call that will bring honour to God and others closer to Him. Called out the call to God. So I'm going to invite you to stand. And we're going to sing this song, I Surrender. And I want to allow you to do two, one of two things. Obviously worship. But for some, it's selling your heart. Yeah, God, I do surrender to your calling on my life. Even though I don't know it fully yet. Even though it's not fully clear, I surrender. Continue to reveal it. And for some, this moment is actually just to start that process, that practical steps of just allowing yourself to think about those scriptures, to think about those words that maybe have been forgotten. And so you may not even sing, but allow this space to do one of those two things and lean in because God wants to reveal today that calling. He wants to stoke that fire again. We hope this message encouraged or perhaps even challenged you in your Christian faith. Our pastors meet regularly with people to pray and support them and we extend this invitation to you. Please let us know if we can contact you to offer support. Simply call the office or visit nexuschurch.com.au.